The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Ayin Hit. Today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shashow. May God give him beracha. Blessing, aslaha, success, health and happiness, peace of mind for him, his wife, his family, his children. And may he enjoy prosperity and good things. Amen. Today's death is being studied in Nushmat Abraham ben Esther. Amen. We are beginning today's death in Ayn Zayn Amud Bet, and we will start two lines from the bottom. Amar Rabbi Hanan, Ilav Damar Rabbi Yehuda. Hakatuf tilaan beleda lo matzayadav raglav bebet hamidrash. We learned on yesterday's draft the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. We learned the pasuk by Mitzri that's not allowed to. We don't accept the first two generations of Mitzri when they convert. So the pasuk says banim asher yivaledu lahem dor shilishi yavo lahem bekalashem. So it says we accept the third generation. Of who? So it says, Banim Hashid Yivaledu. So the Bible learned from the word Yivaledu, whoever is born. Which means the law of Mitzri applies to both Zecharim and Nekebot. So the Gabbana says, it's a good thing he said that. Because if the Bible would not say that the Mitzri applies to Zecharim and Nekebot, he would not be able to find himself standing in the Beit Midrash. Because it would be problematic to another statement that he made. Why? What is another statement that he made? Kevanda Amar Mor, since we know that the Biyuda himself holds, Kehal Gerim Ikri Kahal. Which means, he calls regular converts Kahal. Now, if you're going to call regular converts Kahal, that means a Mitzri, when it says, Lo Yavo Bekal, right, cannot come into the Kahal Hashem, would not allowed, be allowed to even to marry converts. Because converts, according to the Biyuda, considered Kahal. So the Gemara is going to say, if you're not going to allow, uh, if you're going to say the ladies are permissible, let's say. Let's say you say the Mitzri ladies are permissible. That means when they convert, they're considered kahal immediately. So that means they're not going to be able to marry a Mitzri. So how are you ever going to have a Mitzri Shilishi? How are you going to ever have a perpetuation? Because since they're permissible, once they convert, you tell me they're permissible. That means they're, and he calls that kahal gerim is kahal. So therefore, Mitzri Rishon would not be allowed to marry a Mitzri Rishon, because a Mitzri Rishon is permissible to come into the Kahal, and she's considered Kahal. Therefore, how will you ever have a case where you'll get to a Mitzri Shilishi? Ela, you have to say what? That he holds that the Mitzri also is Asura. Therefore, they can marry each other. And therefore, the Mitzri Rishon marries a Mitzri Rishon, can produce a Shini, and then you get to a Shilishi. So therefore, the Bihuda, it's a good thing that he said that the ladies are forbidden to give us this. Because if he didn't say the ladies are forbidden, he'd have a hard time coming to the Bet Midrash based on his other sheet that says, Kahal Girim is considered Kahal. The Gibran says that. Mitzri Shini Bimayitar. If you didn't say that, how would you metahed a Messi Shini? Which is, for example, say if a Messi Shini, how would you get him to become a Messi Shilishi? Who would be able? Who would he be able to marry? So therefore, now we see that what that he says that a Messi is also asura. So very good, a Messi Shini, Messi Shini will marry a Messi Shini and produce a Shilishi. Because the Quran says, who told you? Maybe I'll say Dilma di Avar Vinasiv. Yeah, maybe it's the case of Stogmana Bidi Avad. Well let's say the guy married a Yisbat Israel. He shouldn't have. Sur. The Messiah should marry the Bat Israel. The bottom line is going to produce a Messishini. And that, that and then that Messishini guy went and also married a Bat Israel and then made a Messishini she. Just who told you it, that we're talking about a guy that did uh, something he was allowed to do? You could still create Mitsishili she's. 
just with the uh, isur, the avar v'nasiv. Yeah, he went and uh, he transgressed and got married. And she says too, or by kisir or giyoret, or giyoret, even though he considered kahal, he went and transgressed. So the Gemara says, di lo ketiv kera. The pasuk is not going to give you di. When the pasuk says dor shilishi. It's giving you a case of Chetahila. It's not giving you a Bidiyavad where a guy went and made a Isur to produce a, a, a door of Shilishi. De'i lo ketiv kera. The Torah doesn't give you a de'i. So what if? The Torah gives you a case where it's uh, legal. So he wants to say, is that so? Harem mamzer de'i vechetme kera. Well, the case of a mamzer is a case of de'i. Right? It's not in the Chetahila. It's about a guy where he went with an Eshet Eish to produce the mamzer. And the Torah talks about Mamzerut, uh, even though it's a case of a guy went and he transgressed to produce a Mamzer. So the Gemara says, Di'i le'isura katav. Di'i le'hetera lo katav. Because for Humrot, we're going to tell you cases where people make Isurim, where they're going to create Isurim like a Mamzer. But the Torah is not going to tell you a guy transgressed to produce a Heter. Because Mislishi Lishi is Mutar. So the Gemara will give you the Deiv, the Bidiyavad, in the case where it's Isur, but not in the case where it is Heter. Oh, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? Harim Mahzir Gerushato. Mahzir Gerushato is a guy that, let's say, remarries his wife after she, after they were divorced and she got married to somebody else. Right? So that's uh, Asur. And what does the Pasuk say? That if they get married, which is Isur, the children are Kishirim. We made a Dinasha. Uh, we said uh, in the Pasuk, the language of the Pasuk was Ki to'eva hi So we made it to the He to'eva Ve'en baneha to'avim So the, she's, she's a to'eva She's abominable But the children are kosher oh, So what do you see over here? We're giving a case of hetera That the children are heter In the case of uh, di When they went and did something every soon So the Torah doesn't give those uh, scenarios So the Torah answers Harim ma'azeh girushato di'i lehetera It's a case of hetera vechatveh There the main isur is the lady Coming to tell me that she's a to'eva Derech agav, what's already we told about the lady? We mentioned the children But the ikat pasuk is telling me that ma'azeh girushato is asura So that's basically the first piece of the Gemara the Gemara is saying the Be'udah was consistent to his shita. That that, that the Be'udah was osir, not only mitzri, but he was also osir misrit. It's good. It's a good thing he did that. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have a case of a misri shilishi that can come into the kahal. It would never perpetuate. Why? Because he holds that when a ger converts, he's considered kahal. And therefore, every ger now would be forbidden. Because it's a misri cannot go into the kahal. So who is he going to marry to make a misri shilishi? And it must be he's marrying a mitzrit. Because he says mislead is also illegal. Also, they can marry each other. Therefore, they can perpetuate to make a mislead. We have a Braita. Now, in the Pasuk, by mislead, what does it say? Banim ashir yivalidu lahim, dor shilishi yavo lahim bekalashim. Now, in the beginning of the Pasuk, it says, Banim, it calls them Banim, the children that are going to be born, ashir yivalidu lahim. Then it says, dor shilishi, then it calls them generations. So the Gemara is Doresh. Im ne'emar banim, lama ne'emar dorot. Which means, in the beginning it says the children, right? The descendants, the banim. And then at the end of the Pasuk it says, dorot. Ve'im ne'emar dorot, lama ne'emar banim. Which means, be consistent. Either call them dorot, the generations, the whole time, or call them banim the whole time. So the Gemara says, Im ne'emar banim, lo ne'emar velo ne'emar dorot. If it just would have said banim, let's say. And it wouldn't have said dorot, heiti omer ben rishon v'sheni asur, shilishi mutar. Lachem ne'emar dorot. But if it just would have said banim, I would say, oh, banim uh, is asur. I would say, okay, the third son is mutar. Which I would say, okay, so Misri married a Mislit. Their first son, Asur. Second son, Asur. Third son, Mutar. Because if it doesn't say the word generations, I don't know, it's talking about generations uh, going down. I'd say it's, it's the same family, one, one marriage. Once you get to the third kid, the third kid already is uh, permissible. So that's what I have to say, Dorot. To tell me that no, it's got to be generations. Also, the Gemara then says, Emar Dorot. So if you're just going to use the word Dorot, Velon Emar Banim, Haiti Omer, I would have said, Leotan Haomdim Al Har Sinai. Lekach Emar Banim. So I would have said like this, if it said just Dor, Dor Shilishi, where was this law given? This law was given at Sinai. So I would have said, Borelam is talking to the generation of Sinai. Now what is he telling them? Dor Shilishi meaning three generations from you 
which means you cannot marry, you have to wait three generations before you're allowed to marry a Misli. So therefore I would say, well once three generations pass from Sinai, so then they can even marry a Misli Rishon. So I would think that the three generations is going on just the daughter of Sinai. And tell us, Borel is putting a ban on Egyptians. How long is the ban on Egyptians? Three generations. When did it start? From Matan Torah. Once the three generations are uh, over, now already you can marry uh, Misli Rishon. So already by us, where the three generations definitely passed, where many generations after Sinai, you can marry Misli Rishon, no problem. That's why it says Benin. That the law applies also to your descendants, to the Jewish descendants, to the Banim, not only to the generation of sin, which means any Misri that can reach even in the, to the, our time, still the law of three generations applies. Dorot, I would account it from Sinai, Kamashulam Banim, it applies even to the Banim. Right? And he explains over here that the way we would explain the Pasuk is Dor Shirishi Shelachem. Right, I will explain the Dor Shilishi, your Dor Shilishi, Yavolem and Mislim, Afilu Dor Rishon Shilahim. Right, I will explain Dor Shilishi is going on us. That's why it comes along and says, Banim, that now it applies even to the descendants. Comes the Gemara now and gives another Darashan in this Pasuk. If you look at the Pasuk, it says, Banim Ashiri Yavadidu Lahim, Dor Shilishi Yavol Lahim. It says the word Lahim twice. So the Gemara says, Lahim Mehem Mene. Lahem halech achar pesulam. So there's two things. Number one, lahem, you start counting from them, which means the first ger is considered generation one. You don't have to wait till there's a child. Which means the ger himself is one, lahem. Him, him himself is one. His child is two, and the grandchild would be three. So that's the first dinash. How you start counting the three generations? Lahem meaning mehem meneh. Start counting from them. What's the next dinash? Lahem halech achar pisulan. Which means you go after the psul. Lahim, you count from them. Meaning, if let's say you have a, uh, a Bat Yisrael that's married to a Mitzli, so you go after the Psul. The child is going after the father. Therefore, the child has a deen of a Mitzli Sheni. Well, let's say the opposite. Let's say the father is okay, but marries a Mitzrit, Rishon. So now the child has a deen of a Mitzli Sheni. You always go after the Psul. Like you don't go after the father or the mother. Whoever has got the psul, that's the one that manifests to the next generation. Lahim. It goes after them. <coughs> Look at the Rashi. Lahim halach achar pesulan. Tred lahim ketivi. Umash ma halach acharehem. Deim nitmeu bekesherim. Because if they got mixed up with kesherim, kegon, misri shenasai yisraelit. The Israel Shirasam Mislit, or the opposite, Halach Acharein Vavalad Pasul Ador Shirishi. You always go after the Psul. So comes the Gemara and says, Vitzterich Lemichtav Lahem, Vitzterich Lemichtav Asher Yivalidu. Which means we need the Torah to come along and say, Lahem. And Rashi says, What's the Hadushan Lahem? Rashi says, Demashma Demehem Mene. Right? Means you come from. Them, you come from the first guy that converted. Which means Yivalidu sounds like you come from the descendants. So therefore, how do you reckon uh, the two uh, words? Lahem is mashma lahem mene. Come from them. Yivalidu is mashma. You come from their descendants. So the Gemara now is going to reconcile that it's not a stira. V'sarich lemichtav lahem v'sarich lemichtav asher yivalidu. Dei katav rachamana asher yivalidu. We just want to say asher yivalidu. Have amina mibnehem mene. I would have thought start counting from their children. Katav rachamana lahem. Tell me no. Lahem is coming from them. Dei katav rachamana lahem. Have amina. I would have thought mitzrit meuberet shenit gaira. Let's say you have a mitzrit that was pregnant when she converted. I would say he who I would think maybe that even the child that's born is still considered generation number one. Because bottom line, when she converted already, the baby was in the womb, so maybe say automatically that child has a status of generation one even after it's born. That's why it says, that it goes after when they gave birth. And therefore, since they gave birth, after the conversion, so it's considered generation number two. So you need to teach the Chaydush of a Mitzrit 
that was pregnant and converted, that the child, when it's born, will be considered generation number two. Kavzi Gibran says, lahem hacha. By Mitzri, it's written the word Lahem. Vitzterich. And what did we learn from that word Lahem? The second name taught us Halech Hal Pesulan. That you go after the Psul. Vitzterich le Mechtav lo gabe Mamzer. By Mamzer, it says in the Pasuk, Dor Asiri lo Yavo lo Bekalashem. That's the Pasuk. And what do we learn uh, from the word Lo? That again, Mamzerut goes after the Psul. Which means uh, Mamzer marries uh, Bat Israel. The kid becomes a mamzer, or the opposite, you always go after the psul. So why do you need in two places to tell me that you go after the psul? Right? By mamzer and by misri. So the ikatab If you'd only tell to me over by misri, I would say, mishum deba metipa pesula. I would say, you know why over here you go after the psul? Because bottom line, the convert came from metipa pesula. Which means he came from goy heritage. And therefore, it's tipa, the seed is a pasul seed. Therefore, I'll be mahmir that you go after the psul. But a mamzer came from Jewish seed. So I might have said, what? I said, maybe in that case you don't go after the psul. So therefore, the Gemara says, the other side, Ikatav, mamzer. If just would have wrote law by mamzer, I would say, Mishum, Te'en because he's not allowed to come to the God at all, forever, if I would say you go after the Psul. But over here it's only three generations. You need to tell me that you go after the Psul, Ben Be Mamzer, Ben Be Misri. Because each one has their Chumrot, uh, respective Chumrot. If I have to tell it to be by both. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabab al-Barhana Marbihanan, Misri Sheni, Shenasam Misri Tudishona. Okay, here's the case. You have a Misri second generation. He married a Mitzrit Rishona. What's the child? Does it go after the father? Does it go after the mother? So Yavara says, Bena Shilishi Havai. So the kid becomes a Shilishi. Since the father was a Sheni, so you go after him and the kid becomes a Shilishi. Alma, Kasabar, must be... Uh, Rabbi Yohanan is holding Batar That you go after the father Which means you're going to say that the Misri goes after the father Because if it went after the mother, the kid would be a Shini The fact that you tell me that it goes after the father if the, 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 the kid's a Shilishi That means you're to the father who's a Shini can produce a Shilishi So comes the Gibran says Mativ Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Tarfon Omer Yecholim Mamzerim Litahir There's a way to kosher up Mamzerim What does it mean kosher up Mamzerim? Normally in Mamzer, him and his descendants, they're Asur, Rabobah, Kahal, Adolam. So how did you kosher up the lineage of a Mamzer? So the Gemara says, Ketzab. Mamzer Nasa Shifha. Right? And Mamzer marries a Shifha Kedanit, which is uh, permissible. Okay? Havalad Eved. Now remember we learned, when it comes to Shifha, the child goes after the mother. So therefore now the child that's born is considered an Eved Kedani. Is that a Mamzer? He's not the father. And therefore, what do you do? Shikhrero, freem, nimsa bin horim. Then overcome, he's a free man, not a mamzer. So you kosher up the lineage of a uh, mamzer. But what do you see from this Gemara? Alma batar dida shadinane. But you see, it's going after the mother. Does it go after the father, the psul of it? It's going after the mother. So the Gemara says, you have no proof. Then we have a Gesurat Katuv. The Gemara says that when an Evet Evri marries a Shifchak and Anit, and has children, we say that what the children belong to the master. So in that case over there, you see clearly the Torah says the children go after the mother, go after the Shifchak and Anit. It's a Gesurat Katuv. So you can't be me, you're not, yeah, just because my shifhat and I need to go after the mother, then in all cases it goes after the mother. When it comes to mystery, it goes after the father. If the father was a shini, so the children of God will come a, a shini shi. So no question. Come on, another question. Mativ Rava Marav Yehuda. We learned this earlier. Minyamin Ger Misri. Hayali Haver Mitalmidir Biyakiva. Rabbi Yehuda said I had a friend. My friend's name was what? Minyamin, who was Ger Mitzri. He was a student of Rabbi Akiba. The Amar and Minyamin said, Ani Misri Rishon. Listen, I was a first generation Misri. The Nasati Misri Rishona. Right? And I married a first generation Misri. 
I'll marry off my son, who is a Mitzli Sheni, to a Mitzli Sheniya. So my grandson If you say what, you go after the father. We'll be able to marry off his son even to a Misrit Rishona. Which is what do I like? Why do you say, I'll marry off my son who's a Shani to a Shanit? Why do you got to marry a Shanit to a Shanit? You can say, I'll marry my son who's a Shanit even to a Rishona. Bottom line, if you're going after the father, so therefore, why was he so mekpid min yamin when he said, you know, the, I'll kosher my grandchild. How am I going to kosher my grandchild? Well, my son's a sheni, I'll marry him off to a shenit. But he got to marry him off to a shenit. He can marry him off even to a rishona. But if he goes after the father, the kid will be a shenishi regardless. So the Gibbara says, you're right. Gibbara says, you're right. Ha'amar le Rabbi Yohanan de Tana tini rishona. Change the text of the Braita. You could even say Minyamin was saying, I'll marry off my son to a Rishona. Since it goes after the father, so long as he's a Shani, the kid will become a Shirishi. Ki atar avdimi amar b'yohanan, Misri Shani. Shinasa, Misri Rishona, Bena Shani Havai. Oh, we have a contradiction now. Ravdimi quoted the Yohanan to say no. It goes after the mother. Alma batar imesh why? Because in this case over here, the father was a Shani. The mother was a Rishona. What did he say to Dimi? That the kid becomes a Shani. So now we see he also hoping that Rabbi Yohanan says it goes after the mother. So Abayeh comes along and asks the question. Rabbi Yohanan has a case. By Kurban. Guy, let's say, is obligated to bring a Kurban Hattat. So what did he do? Hifrish Hattat Me'uberet V'yalda. Let's say he designated a korban hatat, an animal, and it was pregnant. Okay? Viyalda. So now he has two korbanot over here for hatat. So what does he do? Which one does he bring for the korban hatat? Ratsam mitkaper ba, ratsam mitkaper bevelada. You have an option. Whichever one you want to use for the hatat, you can use for the hatat, and the other one... Uh, the deen is you let it graze until it gets a blemish and then you're able to redeem it the kiddushah you take off it and then you're able to use it now if you're going to say let's discuss that case how do you consider a child in the womb of its mother it's about an animal so there's two ways of looking at it either I could say when ubar is considered a uh, a leg of the mother or a thigh of the mother meaning it's considered a piece of the mother it's like a, another organ of the mother it's not considered separate until it comes out so long as it's inside it's considered one with the mother it's like the, the mother has a heart the mother has a liver so this embryo is considered another piece of the mother it's Ubar Yerich Immo or you say Ubar Lav Yerich Immo that no the Ubar is not considered connected to the mother it's a separate entity so the Gemara says if you're going to say that one, Ubar is lav yerichimo, that's separate. So then we understand. When you designated this Qurban Hatta that was pregnant, they considered two separate entities. So we have a rule. A guy, let's say, separate, separates two Qurban Hatta'ot. The way we say it works is, it's like insurance. We say like this, what he's doing is saying like this, if this one uh, doesn't, uh, something happens to it, so I have the second one uh, to use. But both are legitimate for Qurban. And therefore in this case, what do we say to do? Bring whatever one you want, and the other one let it become uh, grace. Because since you say, it's a separate entity. said, Let's say you brought two korbanot lachlayut uh, for insurance, we'll call it, right? For example, you lost one of them, so you bring the other one. Mitkaper you use one of them for kapara and the other one let it graze until it becomes a blemish. Ah, Gabra says, "Ela iyamar." But if you're going to say ubar yerech imo, but if you're going to say what the ubar is considered yerech imo, it's considered part of the mother. Havile vlad hatat. So now over here, this uh, child, this baby that's born from the animal, is considered a vlad of a hatat. Is a child that's born from a korban hatat. It's not considered a hatat itself. Because I was not considered a separate entity. It's considered the Vlad of a Kurman Hatat. And what's the deal of Vlad Hatat? Vlad Hatat, the Mita Azir. 
And the law of a vlad of a khatad, the law is you have to let it go until it dies. There's no redemption on it. There's no letting it graze until it gets a moon. Which means you, you, you starve it until it dies. Oh, and you cannot bring it as a kurban khatad. So what do you see from this statement of Rabbi Hanan? It's clearly he's holding ubar lav yerech imo. That the ubar is not connected to the mother. Oh, so then the question is, Rav Dimi, you just came along and said, if the father is a Misri Shini, and the mother is a Misri Rishon, the child goes after the mother and the child is going to become a Shini. That must mean what? Ubar Yerich Imo. Must be that you're saying what? That the Ubar is considered Yerich Imo. It's considered connected to the mother. Which is, if you said Ubar Lav Yerich Imo, good. It's not, uh, it's, it's separate. If I could say it goes after the father. But if you say Ubar Yerich Imo, that means it's connected to the mother. So therefore, uh, and, and you're saying over here, by Kurban Ubar Lav Yerich Imo. So it's Ubar Lav Yerich Imo. Why does it go after the mother when it comes to Misri? So comes again what says, Amale. So again, what I said, uh, Shtik. He didn't have an answer. At first, he didn't have an answer. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't give a hiluk. Then he goes, Amale. So Abaye comes with the answer for him. Abaye says, Dilma, maybe like this. Shani hatam dikhtiv asir yivalidu. Hakatuv tilao belida. You're right. By Korbanot, I'll tell you, Ubar lav yerichimu. And therefore, when you separate the Qurban, it's considered like you separated two insurance, you can do whatever you want. Aye, what about Misri? The case over there? Well, then we have a Gizrat Katuf. It says, Banim Ashir Yivalidu. The Torah clearly is saying that the child goes after the one that bore it, that goes after the mother. So therefore, since we have a Gizrat Katuf over there, Ashir Yivalidu, then you go after the mother. So maybe that's the way uh, we have to answer. That was what Abaye is uh, answering. So Kazakh says, Amale. So Rabdimi liked the answer. He says, Karkafna hazite le reshach bene amude ki amar Yohanan lehashmata. Karkafna literally means important man. Hazite le reshach. I saw your. Your head, meaning your rabbi, must have been in the Bet Midrash when Rabbi Yohanan made this statement. Which Rabbi Dimi was saying like this. Rabbi Dimi, that's got to be the answer. Which Rabbi Dimi, I'm sorry, was telling Abayet. That's got to be the answer. You know why? Because your rabbi, Rabbah, your rabbi, must have been in the Shi'ur when Rabbi Yohanan made this statement. And therefore he heard the, the, the origin, the rationale of it. And therefore, Abayet, you, you must learn it from your rabbi who's in the shiur of uh, Rabbi Yohanan. Therefore, you know what you're talking about. Therefore, it's good, uh, it's good what you're saying. So he's saying, Adam Khashuf Karkafna, your rabbi, Rishach, was was within the walls of the Bit Midrash, right? At the time that Rabbi Yohanan made the statement. Therefore, it makes sense what you said. Comes the Gibran says like this, Ta'amad Asher Yivalidu. Oh. See, tell me like this. The whole reason why we're going to say it goes after the mother, by Misri, is not the Katu. Asher Yivalidu. Habe'alma batar abu shadinane. But what? Outside of this case, we're going to say it goes after the father. Which means, batar abu shadinane. Which means, normally I'm going to say what? Ubar lav yerich immo. Let's follow the little reasoning again. You know what I'm saying? Really, I hold Ubar Lav Yerich Immo. Just like I said by the case of the Qurban Hattat, Lav Yerich Immo, it's two separate uh, animals. And I'll say, generally speaking, the rule is Ubar Lav Yerich Immo, except by Mitzri that says the Shiri Validu that I have a special guest that got to over there. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Elahad Amar Rabah. is an interesting case. Nukhrit Me'uberit. You have a Nukhrit that is Me'uberit, she is pregnant. She converted. A part of the conversion process, what did she do? She went into the Megbeh. She dipped. When the child comes out, doesn't need Tevilah. I mean, the Tevilah of the mother covers already the Tevilah of the child. The Gebra says, Am I in Sarikh Tevilah? How could you tell me you don't need Tevilah? Which means you tell me over here you have a, 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 a separate entity in the in the, in the in the in the womb over here. How can you tell me it's covered? So the Gemara says, Maybe you'll tell me like this. 
really it's a separate entity. So how could the Tabila work? Based on rules. Mishum the Bitzhak. The Amar Bitzhak Devar Torah. When it comes to the Torah law, Rubo Umakpid Alav Chotzitz. Rubo She'enu Makpid Alav Enu Chotzitz. We have a law like this. When it comes to Hatzitzah in the Mikveh, you don't have to have an interference in the Mikveh. The main rule is like this. So long as the person is not Makpid, which means he doesn't care about this interference that's on him, so it's not chotzitz. Uh, Even if the interference is on the, say, the majority of his body, so long as he's not makpid, rubo ve'eno makpid, eno chotzitz. So I'll say like this. Really, ubar lav I'll tell you the ubar is considered a separate entity. Oh, if it's considered a separate entity, it's a guf nefrad. Had the mikveh work? So I say no. Is a hatzitzai, right? The kid has interference. What's the interference of the kid? The mother. Does the mother separate? But what? So is the kid? You think the kid's makpid over here? On the contrary, the kid. It's to his benefit that the mother is surrounding him because that's his habitat. I knew to be there. And then since that's his habitat, he's not makpid. And therefore, even though he has a hatzitzai on him, the child. I'll tell you what. The tibila should be okay. Which is at this point, the Gemara saying, "Well, I tell you, Obar lav yerich imo." Obar is considered separate. Or if Obar is considered separate, tibila he didn't dip. Well, what's your problem? He didn't dip because you have a hatitza, the mother's, uh, the womb, the fluids, all that's blocking. He's not makpid the kid. The kid's uh, happy that he has this uh, fluid around him. And then for the laws, what rubov eno makpid eno chotzet. Gemara says, "Yeah, well, one problem." This is not rubo. This is kulo, which is the hatzitsa is on the whole kid's body. Which means none of the part of the body of the kid is uh, is, 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 non, uh, is, is not affected by the hatzitsa. And the law is rubo in the but kulo. Chotzetz. So give it answers. Shani ubar de'ainu rabite. Ubar is different. Why? Because that's considered his area that he grows. That's his environment. That's where he's supposed to be born to. And therefore, in this case, over even Rubo, better, even Kulo, is not going to be Chotzetz. So we have a rule now. Really, I'll tell you, Obar Lav Because if you said Obar Yerich Imo, I have no problem in this case. Obar Yerich Imo is his extension of the mother. So then once the mother dips, uh, it's, uh, just, just like uh, the, the heart of the mother is considered dipped when she goes in, and just like all the inner organs are considered dipped when she goes in, so if you say, yerichimo, so the kid also is considered an organ of the mother, and therefore no problem. But if you say, lav yerichimo, that it's not considered part of the mother, it's separate, uh, where's the tebila? So the Gemara says, what are you worried about? The rubo. Because it's not rubo, it's kudo. Even if it's kudo. Since the kid wants to be there, because that's his bite, that's his habitat, so therefore even kulo is not going to be hotzet. Comes the Gemara and says, Ki atar avina. New case. Amar of Yohanan. Be'umot. When it comes to umot ta'olam. Now we have the seven nations of Eris Yisrael, of Eris Kena'an. The law is, when it comes to the seven nations, the Torah clearly says, Lo titchaten bam. We're not allowed to marry them. On the contrary, the Torah said, when we went into Israel, you have to kill them all. So now it says, Be'umot, when it comes to, let's say, a guy from the seven nations that we have to eradicate, Halach achar azachar. In that case over there, you'll go after the male. We will wait for the Gemara to explain these cases. Nitgayiru. If let's say they converted the father and the mother, halach achar pagum You go after the one that's more tainted. Gemara is going to explain both cases. Beumot halach achar zachar. When it comes to umot, they go after the zachar. Kedetanya minayin leechad mina umot. Let's say you have a regular goy, a regular convert. Let's say. Sheba ala kena'anit. Okay? Had relations with a kena'anit. Okay? It's a lady from Kena'an. It's one of the umut. Veholid ben. They didn't convert over okay? You have a goy that went with a kena'anit. What's the deen of the child? So the deen is 
שאתר רשאי לקנותו בעבד. You're allowed to buy him as an עבד. Which means in that case it's going to go after the father. Because if it went after the mother, you can't buy him as an עבד. He's a Kanani, you got to kill him. So therefore when it comes to uh, one of the regular goy, not from the seven nations, the regular goy marries a Kanani. What's the deen? The child is going to go after the father. Halach achar. Hazakar. And therefore, this child that can be sold as a Evan, you can keep him around. Because we're not going to make Yahisab after his mother. How do you know? That's Shana Imahar of Pasuk. Vegam mibene hatoshavim. Hagarim emachem. Mehem tiknu. Let's get the literal interpretation of Pasuk. Vegam mibene hatoshavim. Those people that are settling amongst you, toshavim. Hagarim emachem. That are living with you. Mehem tiknu. Which means, the way they're interpreting this pasuk over here, let's read Rashi, fourth line. Actually, let's read the third line, uh, second line. Ne'achar min ha'umot. She'eno mishva'a umot. Okay, one of the goyim, not from the seven nations. Ve'eno bechlal lo tahayeh kodesh shema. It's not part of the deen of lo tahayeh. You're allowed to keep him alive. The kid, you don't have to kill. You could buy him as a Ebed. You put him after the father. Which means we're talking about a guy that came from another place. He's a Toshav. He came from another place. They became settlers in your place. We're calling him a Toshav. What's a Toshav? He's not a landsman. He wasn't born there uh, 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 originally. He became a Toshab, meaning the, the guy came from somewhere else, non-seven umot, moved to Erez married a Kanani. So what does the Torah say? Mehem tiknu. Their children you're able to buy from. Good, so that's the first case. What's the next case? The next case is, Yachol, Afilu echad min kanaanim, Sheba alachat min umot. The opposite case. The Kanani guy. That goes with, let's say, a lady from regular, regular, regular Goya. Shatana Shatana, can you buy this kid as an Avid? Tabudoma, no. Asher Hulidu Be'arzechem, Minanoladim Be'arzechem. Which means you can only buy an Avid from what? Minanoladim Be'arzechem. That the mother is from Kena'an. Velo minagarim be'artzechem. But not from those that live in Artzechem. What does this mean? Dashi. Minaloladim be'artzechem. So basically, Gibran is saying, if the father is a Kena'ani, the kid is out. If the father is a Kena'ani, and the mother is from another country, she's a regular Goya, so in that case over there, the, the child cannot be sold as an Avid. On the contrary, then you have to... Kill the child. It's part of the din of Lot Hayeh called the So look at Rashi. Min anuladim barzechem. Sheimo me'arzechem. Let's say the mother is from your land. Ve'yeldato sham, and she gave birth over there. Which means if the mother is from the land, imo me'arzechem. That means a Kanani. She's a Kananit lady. Kananit lady married to a regular goy. We said what you go after a father, so the kid can be sold as an Abed. But now from those that live in your land, as she explains, meaning let's say the mother was from another nation, and then she ended up moving to Eres Kanaan to marry the Kanani. Which means when the father is going to be a Kena'ani, that's no good. And the mother is going to be a Umot Ta'olam. So then we say you can go after the father, and Torah is going to tell you in that case you're not allowed to buy the slave. So we have two cases. You have a case where the father is regular umot ta'olam, then we say what? It's good. The kid is not considered umot ta'olam, Zayin umot, you can buy him as a slave. The father is a Kanani, 
No good. The child becomes a Kanani like him, and therefore is Asur. Let's get the Dirashah a little clearer what the Dirashah is saying over here. Let's say it clearer. Let's read it from here now. It says in the Pasuk, Asher Olidu Be'artzechem. Mina Noladim Be'artzechem. What does Noladim Be'artzechem mean? Only when the mother is from your Artzechem. Which is if the mother is a Kanaanit. Velo Mina Garim Be'artzechem. So he says, "V'shinolad b'mkom aher le'em mishar ha'umot," which means, let's say the child was born somewhere else, right, to a lady from a different nation, and then they came and moved to Eretz Yisrael. So that already, that's a case where the, um, the the mother's from the umot, and the father is a Kenani, that case is going to be a suit. It says, Shinolad bimkom aher leem mishar umot, ve hazari mabib ve bnei Kenan agur ba'atzechen. And then she came back to live with the father in Kenan, because usually, uh, usually the father stays uh, in his homeland, and the lady goes to live with the father, as she said. In that case over there, you go after the father, and it's going to be a suit. Comes again, but I continue. Next case. Okay, let's say they converted. So we said what? Halach achar pagum shibishnehim. That was part of the statement we just said. What's the case? Which means if you have converts, you go after the bigger pagum. What's the case? Bimai. Let's say a case like this. You have a Misri that marries an Ammonit. Well, who's the bigger pagum over here? So the Gemara says, well, my pagum shibishnehem itpa. It's not a pagum shibishnehem. When you say the word, you go after the bigger pagum, both have pegams. But in the case of a mitzri that marries an Ammonit, the Ammonit doesn't have any pegam. Ammonit is, is okay. It's kishira. So the Gemara, that cannot be the case. Ammonit velo Ammonit. And therefore it's not pagum shibishnehem. Ela ve'amonishenasa misrit. The case is talking about an Ammonit who's asur who married a Misrit, who's also a Surah. So who are you going to put the kid after? The one that's more Pagum. So the Gemara says, what are you going to do? Izakhar If the child's going to be Izakhar, what are you going to do? Shadyeb Batar Amoni. Put him in the Humrah. Put him after an Amoni, therefore it's going to be Asur, Labo Bakahal. Because if you're going to put him after a uh, Misri, the Zakhar, he's a second generation. It's possible he can become permissible. So the go the Ahmir, put him to the Pagush Mishnehem. However, if he's a Nekevah, Shadyeb Batar Mislit, put him after the Mislit. Because what? If you put him after the Amunit, she's permissible immediately. Because Amunit is not Amunit. So when it comes to a Nekevah, you put her by the Humrah. You put her by the Mislit, she becomes a Mislit. So you see what? You always put Pagush Mishnehem. Let's review that case again. You had an Amunit, married a Mislit. Both got Pagams. Amunit is Pasul, and a Mislit is Pesulah. Now I have a son. So he's a Mesut Rishonah, let's say. So now you have a Pegam on both sides. Amoni and a Mesut Rishonah, let's say. They're married to each other. No problem. Now have a son. Okay? What's the biggest Pegam I can give this son? I can make him an Amoni. Because by making him an Amoni, he can never come into the Kahal. If I put him after the mother... So now he'd be a Shini, eventually he can become a Shilishi, he gets in. So you have to be Mahmir. Now let's say it's a girl. If it's a girl, what's the biggest Humrah I could put him under? I could put him, in this case, the biggest Humrah I could put him under is a Mitzri. True, that girl will be a Shini now, eventually he can become a Shilishi. But right now she's still Pesulah. But she ain't going to put her after the Amoni, she's Amonit now. Amonit is Mutar immediately. So therefore the children, you have to put the Humrah on... Both sides. Comes the Gemishnah. We have a new Mishnah. Mamzerim, Untinim, Asurim, Vesuran, Isur Olam, Had Zecharim, Vehad Nekebot. Mamzer, that's a case where let's say a person had a relationship uh, with somebody that, let's say, Kedushin is not Tofes. Classic case, guy went with the Ishit Ish, produced a Mamzer. Netinim, Netinim we're going to discuss, these are the Giv'onim. The Giv'onim were those people that came in the time of Yeshua, they were actually residents of Eris Kenan, they were part of the uh, nations that were forbidden, uh, that we said, that we had to kill them, 
they put a masquerade as if they came from a far off place. Yeshua thought they weren't part of Eretz Kenan, so therefore he accepted them, only to realize that he got fooled by them. But he did accept them as uh, converts. But he said that we cannot uh, the door is we cannot marry into the netinim. So it says a netin as well is asur to come into the kahal, and the isur is isur olam, meaning it's uh, forever. There's no uh, all all generations. And the Gemara Mishnah says, "Ehad zecharim v'ehad nekevot," males and females. Gemara begins, "Amar eshtakish mamzeret le'achar asarat dorot." Okay, mamzeret after ten generations, muteret she can come into the kahal. Hadush now. We always thought Mamzer forever. Now you tell me a Mamzer specifically after ten generations, she's okay. Kabbalah says, how do you know this? Yalif Asiri Asiri Me'amuni Umu'abi. We'll make a Gizira Shava Asiri Asiri. It says ten generations by Mamzer, and it says ten generations by Amoni and Mu'abi. And we'll say like this Ma'alam. Just like by Amoni and Moabi. Nekebot mutarot. The nekebot are permissible. Afghan nekebot mutarot. So to over here I'll say by Mamzer that the females are permissible. That's the case. Imad alan miyad. Afghan miyad. Just like by Amonit, she's permissible immediately. Maybe Tami Mamzerit is permissible immediately. So the Gabbara says, Ki ahani gezera shava me'asiri va'ilach. The gezera shava just helps me from the 10th generation and on. Because the Torah does say, Lo yavo Mamzer. So it's Lo yavo Mamzer is mashma, both the men and the ladies. And it says, Ador asiri. So therefore, the Gizrat will just tell me that from ten generations and on, since I found a leniency by Nekebot, by Amon and Moab, I'll apply that leniency to Memzeh. Before ten generations, nothing. The Gizrat just allows me, after ten generations, I found leniencies already by Nekebot, by Amonit and Moabit, I'll apply that to a post-ten generation Memzeh. Look at that sheep. She says, Gemara Asiri Asiri Ma'amoni. Look at that she right at the beginning of the Gemara. Bisifri Ma'asiri Ha'amur Ba'amoni Ad Olam. Af Asiri Ha'amur Ba'amzer Ad Olam. Hilkah. Ma'alhalan Zikharim Velone Kibot Afkan. Which means, this common denominator is, when it says Asiri by Amoni, it means forever. Ten generations is just an example. Ten generations doesn't mean literally ten, it means forever. But what? By Mamzer also, when it says Asi also means forever. But what? By Amuni didn't apply to the ladies. So I'll say also by Mu'avi, by, by Mamzer also doesn't apply to the ladies. So the Gabra Kadashi, Masri Ba'ilach, the Ad Asara Dorot, the Isura Begufed, the Mamzer Ketiv, Lekal Migmar Me Amuni, the Nekebot Mutarot, the Ham Mamzer Mumzar Mashma. See, the word Mamzer is Mashma. That the child has a mum, mum zar, that doesn't differentiate between nekevot and zecharim. So the word mamzer is a mashma that it's a sur on both. But from ten and on, the isura begezira shavad the amoni umoabi yalif the alob mamzer ketiva. Which means, like this. Mamzer means everybody. Mumzar, Nekebot, Zecharim, and all that stuff. Now, how do I know uh, the Heter of Nekebot? Well, by Amuni and Moabi, it says what? Ten generations. Right? So I'm going to tell you, just like I understand the ten generations over there means Yisur Olam, so to the ten generations over here means Yisur Olam. Oh, but what is the Yisur Olam? The Yisur Olam is only going to be like Amun and Moab. Only going to be by the men, but not by the ladies. Now, you can't do away with the fact that let's say ten generations, so I'll say from ten generations and on, I'll say that by a Memzeret, 
I'll take a kula and say she's going to be permissible. So that's the Gizra Shaba Asiri Asiri. Up to ten generations, Mumzar. Can't get, not, not negotiable. Everybody's Asura by Mamzerit. But what? What the Gizra Shaba will help me do is find a leniency that after ten generations, I'll say what? Permissible. What's going to be permissible? The girls. Just like I see a total heter by Amunib uh, Lumuabib, I can't, I can't do that total heter by Mamzik, because it says 10 generations. i got to send them uh, to do what it says. But after 10, then already I can start saying, uh, just like the ladies are permissible immediately over here, so we got to wait 10 for Mamzik, but after 10, it'll be uh, permissible. So because that's what helped me, at least for after 10, for a Mamzik. That's the way the Gemara is learning. Oh, so Gemara is going to say, Gemara says, but what do you mean? We looked at Mishnah. The Mishnah said, "Memzirim untinim, asurim, veisuran isur olam, zecharim mehad zecharim vehadikevot." Exactly the question. We learned in Mishnah that what are you talking about when it comes to memzirim, the isur and the isur olam, ben zecharim, ben nekevot. What are you telling me that after ten generations nekevot amutar? It goes against the Befirush Mishnah. So the Gemara answers. These are two styles of learning. Let's understand each one. The first one is Don Mina Umina. Little means learn from this one and from this one. Meaning he says, When you learn something with Gezera Shava, in this case of the Asili, Asili, the law that you learned, it receives uh, the law of the teacher exactly. Which means, when you're learning something from Gezera Shava, so the item that's being learned out takes on the laws of the teacher, the one that taught it. And therefore, the Khen Khan, Isur Mamzeret Shilakharet Dor Asiri. We learned Mamzeret Mutar after the tenth generation. Shinilmad the Gizira Shaba Mahamoni, the third from Gizira Mahamoni, who kebot din amoni. She end bo isur bin kebot. Which means once you're telling me already Gizira uh, Shaba, I'll say, Dun Mina Omina. Whatever the din of Amoni is, that's the law of uh Mamzer. I just like the love of Amoni doesn't apply to ladies. Now I'm making Asili Asili to tell me why that after 10 generations it's not going to apply to ladies. Which is, I apply the Gisrash Shabbat, whatever law applies here is going to apply to here. And therefore, why? Does, uh, does ladies apply to Amoni? No. Amoni below Amonit. So, don't mean Umina. And therefore, I have a Gisrash Shabbat Asili Asili. Well, up to 10 generations is not negotiable. Because the Torah says, We have Mamzer, Bekal Hashem, Ad Do Asili. And Mamzer is Mumzar, 10 generations is not a at all. But after 10 generations, whatever is permissible here, which is ladies, here will also be permissible as well. Good. What's the other shita? The other shita is like this. Don mina ve'uke be'atra. Which means like this. Achare halimud ma'gezera shaba. Now you made a gezera shaba. Asiri, asiri. Mekabel hanilmad. The item that you... Are learning a dinav who befratea isur. Venachen acharesh lamadu shegab bemamzera isur leolam. Originally, we're learning what? That when it says asidi, asidi, the first derash is what? That's isur olam. That's the first derash. Remember how this derash went? The derash starts off like this. Just like asidi by amoni means isur olam. Like, could you accept amoni forever? No, forever the asur. There's no hetet. When it says asiri by amoni means isur olam. So to the asiri by mamzer means isur olam. That's the first leg of the gezerah shiva. Then we say what? Uba asiri by amoni is only men and not ladies. So I'll say that the asiri by mamzer is men and not ladies. Therefore, after ten generations, ladies mutar. Understand the two, the two steps. Very important. The two steps. The first step was asiri over here is forever. Asiri by mamzer is forever. Because I can argue, Asiri means ten generations, which is forever. But we know Amoni the Deen is forever. Even though it says only Asiri, so good. Just Asiri is the Ulam, Af Asiri bin Mamzir Ulam. Beautiful. Step number two. And just like the Asiri by Amoni only was to the men, it was not to the ladies. So I'll say what? So to Asiri by the Mamzir is for the 
men enough for ladies, meaning after ten generations, ladies okay. Good. That's don mina umina. Because I learned whatever applies to here, applies to here. But the second Shita says no. Dun mina vi'uka be'atra. You're starting to learn now. This is Isur Olam. This is Isur Olam. Meaning, Amoni, Vilam is forever. Mamzir is forever. Okay, good. Once already you learned forever and forever, now apply it. Don't apply everything to each other. Now apply each law to its respective law. By Mamzir, it's forever. What does Mamzir mean? Mumzar. Ben Zekharim, Ben Nekevot. Finished. It's over. You cannot apply all the laws to each other. That would be don mina umina. Once you linked it with the Gizrash Shavah Asidi Asidi, you know don mina umina tells me? Link all the laws together now. And therefore, if I find the kula by Nekebot by Amoni, put that kula also by, uh, by Mamzir. Comes the second shita, which is the shita of Amishnah, incidentally. Don mina, learn from it. Meaning Asidi Asidi, what? Just like Amoni is Le'olam, Mamzir is Le'olam. But But apply its laws to it. What's the laws of Mamzer? Ben Zachar, Ben Nekeva. Just because you link doesn't mean now you take everything. You can link it, but what? Apply its laws. You don't apply the Amoni laws to Mamzer now. Understand the difference? I'm going to say it one more time. There's two ways of learning Gizrah Shabbat. Don Mina Umina, or Don Mina Atre. Which means what? Don Mina Umina means like this. Once you have a Gizrah Shabbat, Asiri, Asiri, that tells me what? Apply all the laws to each other. You tell me what? Start, start off like this. This is Asiri by Amun is the Olam. So to Mamzer Asiri is the Olam. Beautiful. Now let's go step further. Just like Amuni only applies to the men and not to the ladies. So I'll tell you, so too by uh, Mamzer. That was the ten generations, because you can't go before ten generations, but that's the ten generations. That's going to be by the men, but after ten generations, I'll say ladies, permissible. But I apply the laws to each other. Second she tells no, 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 no. Don't mean it, yeah. You can make Gizrat Shavuot. But once you make a Gizrat Shavuot, you keep the laws respectively. Meaning, Asiri, Asiri. Amoni is forever. Mamzer is forever now. Gizrat Shavuot, beautiful. Now, Amoni has its own laws. Amoni, Vila Amonit. Don't apply that law now to a Mamzer. Keep its own law. Its own law of Mamzer is what? Mumzar. Mumzar is Ben Zekharim, Ben Nekevot. And therefore, you have no idea, even if the ten generations when they came out. So that's the mahlokit in how to make this type of Gezer HaShabah. Let's just go one step further. Sha'al it Rabbi Eli Ezer. They asked Rabbi Eli Ezer a question. Mamzeret lachar asarat daremahu. Our question. Mamzeret after ten generations, what's the deen? Amar lahem, mi yitinli dor shilishi v'ataharinu. He said, if you could find me a third generation Mamzer, or Mamzeret, already, uh, or third generation of Mamzerut, already I'll purify him. What was he trying to say? Alma kasabar Mamzera lo Which means, he was trying to say, you'll never have it. Which means by the third generation, they're all wiped out. They don't, you're, you're telling me already a tenth generation? Find me a third generation. That doesn't exist. Why? Why does God do that? Why does God kill out the Mamzerim? Because of Takala. These Mamzerim will be walking around. People don't know if they're Mamzerim or not. They're going to stop marrying them. It's a Sunnah Bobakal. So therefore, they don't perpetuate. So he's coming and saying, Oh, whatever if I find a tenth generation Mamzerim? What would you say? Find me a third generation. So he's trying to say, They don't live. They don't make it. So the Kabbalah says, Mamzerim Asurim Desuran Isur Olam. What do you mean Isur Olam? Isur Olam never get to Isur Olam. They don't live. So the Gemara says, Amar Bizran lididi mefashli mined Rabbi Yehuda didia haye, which means when you know them, those that are known to be Mamzerim, guys got a mark. If we know this guy's a Mamzer, it's no problem. He'll live. Because there's no reason to kill him, because bottom line, everybody knows to keep away from him. Which is the ones that are known Mamzerim haye, him, his generations, because everybody knows. And that's the Mishnah. Dilo yadia, but the ones that are not known, They'll die. Now, those are the ones that are quasi, which means you're not sure they're Mamzerim or not, because there's a sefik on them. 
which means three generations they make it. Which means the ones that have, let's say, you know they're good. I'm sorry, they can live no problem. The ones that you know, that they are not, are so therefore they already, they die immediately. But the ones that are questionable, so they go three generations. Why three generations? Three generations already, people remember the status of them. After three generations already, people forget, so therefore already, they're not going to make it. So let's read that inside again. Dia, dia, haye. That's not known at all Will die immediately However It's not barur If he's a mamzer or not Because they'll be careful Because they remember This guy's a questionable guy After three generations They forget And then they die I mean it was a guy In the neighborhood of Rabbi Ami Rabbi Ami announced on him He now This guy is a mamzer so the guy started crying and the rabbi called me a manzir I gave you a life which means now that I publicized you're a manzir you're going to live because the rule is the before you were known Borella would have killed you so you don't become a takala so what are you crying for by me publicizing your manzirut I gave you life Amen Amen